Our study is still in the book of James. Now, James got a whole lot to say. As we fastly approaches our end time, this is the season that the church is going to have to put on strength. Because as you can see things now, how they are fastly developing in the world, that you can hardly find anything positive to look at. So the only thing that you can look at now is the word of God and try your best to renew your strength. Amen. So I think we're going to be going into James chapter 2. If I'm not mistaken, I believe we did one last week. So we're going into James chapter 2 this week. And we're going to see what we can get out of James chapter 2. Amen? First of all, we're going to read verses 1 through 9. And then we'll go back. And expound on what we have read. Amen. Amen. If you would please. Let us begin reading at the first verse. My brethren. Have not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord of glory. With respect the person. For if there come unto you a, a symbol. A man with gold rings. And goodly apparels. And there come in also a poor man. In thy raiment. And ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not the partial in yourself, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, had not God chosen the poor in this world, rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom which he had promised to them that loved him but ye have despised the poor do not the rich oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which you are called if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself ye do do well but if you have respect of person, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as a transgressor. Wow. Everybody ought to say, wow. James said, practice the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ without showing favoritism. First of all, and first and foremost of the time, the ones we give high regards to are the ones that God has rejected. Second, partiality is more than an error in judgment. It turns into the act of sin. That we 
think nothing of it. Come on, somebody. We got to feel about the saints of God the same across the board. If anyone is in need and we can help, we're supposed to be Johnny on the spot. Don't make no difference which one of them it was. But because they're not your cup of tea, you hold back. Nah. Ain't going to mess with that. Let somebody else do that. Oh, what if God, when he saw you in your mess, what if he had said, oh, I'm going to let somebody else take care of that. I, I, I ain't with that. Amen. Because the same measure that you measure is the same you're going to get in return. Amen. Amen. There's one who shows respect of person or discrimination is a transgressor of God's law. And you know what? And this is where the church of the living God needs to get far away from. Amen. It should not be any discrimination, partiality in the household of faith. God, the same God that called one, called all. The same God that saved on the left side, saved on the right side. Come on now. The same God that gave one Holy Ghost gave all Holy Ghost. And there is no discrimination in the spirit of the living God. The discrimination is in our flesh. Oh, so you mean to tell me there's still some stuff alive in us that we don't want to address? Ooh. But we got to address it on this side of salvation because we cannot take it on the other side of salvation. Amen. You become a transgressor of the law through evil thoughts toward one another. When you treat those as dressed well and wearing his gold and you give him the best seat in the house while you make the poor sit at the back door. You know how y'all, you can't see that this seat is reserved. Huh? Every seat in the house of God is reserved for the children of God. Come on, somebody. I remember there was a time back in the old church that there are some that went to church for 30, 40 years. When they come to church, you better not be in their seat. They will tell you, sister, you're in my seat. If you ain't been in church long, you've been in church long enough, you know that one. You in my seat. It's some mothers that sit on the front row. You better not get in their seat. They will they'll get right in the congregation, right before the congregation, tell you to get up out of their seat. I sit here every Sunday. Come on now. Amen. So you have to watch how you conduct yourself in the flesh in the house 
of God. Every seed in the house of God belong to him. Amen. And when you show respect a person, then guess what? You overrides what the word of God said because the only body in the house of God that ought to be getting the respect is God himself. Amen. Amen. God chose those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith. You got to let your faith override your flesh. Come on, somebody. Because your flesh will, make, will mess up your walk with God. Amen. So you got to make sure that what you are doing, and, 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 and here is the, 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 the gauge that we ought to be using when we're dealing with one another, not just dealing with people in general. I want the gauge what we need to use. Are we doing the will of God? Everything is based on us doing the will of God. How we deal with each other, it still must be based on doing the will of God. Amen. In your natural family, it didn't make no difference how you felt about one of your siblings, but when mama come home, you better straighten up your ugly face. Huh? If you don't like them, you better act like you like them. Huh? Come on now. And you know how we'll go around and we'll say, you, and better not let mama hear you say, you'll go around and say, you make me sick with your old ugly self. Come on in here. I'm going to make you sick. Come on, come on, come on. Huh? Come on, come on, come on. I, I, I'm going to show you what ugly really is. Amen. And when she get to weighing on that behind, then she tell you to look in the mirror so you can see what ugly look like. <laughs> come on, somebody. Them old mothers back in the day didn't play. When they said they're going to keep their family together, that's just what they meant. That family stayed together until they passed. Then that's when y'all went buck wild. Amen. Watch how you look down on people that are without. You got to remember. Everybody must remember where God brought you from. You got to remember when you were living on a dollar and a dime. You got to remember when you used to get hand-me-downs. Now you able to go to dealers. Now you somebody. Huh? Come on, somebody. Amen. You may... You made your little trip. What, what, what's one of them big stoves? One of them other big stoves name? You made it to Mason. Now you on top of the rock. <laughs> Come on now. With your Gucci bag toting self. Huh? Come on now. And the men with your Rolex wearing self. 
and still your skin has still got dirt on it. Amen. You still the same old stick of mud that God pulled out of the mud and cleaned you up. And guess what? And that's the only thing you ought to be glad about. Amen. Because you know what? With the way society is today, you are one day away from being broke. Come on, somebody. The devil can wipe you out in a heartbeat. Amen. All it takes is for your information to get in the wrong hand, and you can be bankrupt in five minutes. And guess what? And if you ain't very careful, the one that you look down on and the one that you snob your nose up at and the one that you look bad at, guess what? Might be the shoulder you might have to crown. So watch how you look down on people that are without. As if you are somebody and only rub shoulders with the upper class. Come on now. Amen. Me and Jane, we can, we can rub shoulders because he got money in his left pocket and mine is in my right pocket. So guess what? We make a team. Huh? Come on, somebody. Ain't that, ain't that the way it go, Jane? And then here, and then here, and then here come Rosetta, and Jane said, let's leave because she going to want to borrow some. She going to be begging. Amen. What did we do? We gave respect to person, and we turned our back on the needy. Amen. When you show more love, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta catch this in one now. When you show more love for outsiders than you do the people of God, God is gonna get you. God got your number, and He gonna give you time to repent. And if you don't repent, what you sow is what you going to reap. And you know what? And I found out that God don't have to get in a hurry to get you. You know why he don't have to get in a hurry to get you? Because where you going? Where can you get off the face of this earth? So why do God have to be in a hurry to get you? He knows where you are. And you ought to be thankful that he give you time and space to repent. Amen. He got a day set for everybody. And because you regarded man rather than the word of God, God is going to get you. You know why? Because you place, 
you place your opinion and how you feel over the word of God. That's dangerous. It's going to be a whole lot of people in front of the judgment seat of God because they place their opinion and how they feel in their flesh and God is going to bring that up in the day of judgment. It's some stuff that you ain't going to even see now until the day of judgment. It's some stuff that you think that you maybe even got away with that you won't see until the day of judgment. But trust me, God is going to bring everything back up that was unpleasing to him. Now you see why we need to repent on this side of salvation. Now you see why we need to get it right now. That guess what? So that when he come down to judgment, that he'll say guilty but acquitted. You want you 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 know you're guilty, but you want you pray you pray you pray that you hear God said acquitted, no charge. Run to Luke chapter 12 right quick. I got to thinking, well, why am I getting so tired up in the epistles? And it dawned on me that we suppose that the New Testament church is supposed to be by the doctrine of the apostles with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Amen. So I found that we don't mind being back in the old, but we don't want to apply the new. And it's the new that's going to trip up a whole lot of folks. Luke 12, verses 16 through 21. Look what Jesus said. Let's read it. And he spake the parable unto them, saying, Ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to store my fruit. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. There I will bestow all of my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou have much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, be merry. For God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasure for himself and not rich towards God. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Don't we always talk about the plans that we're going to make for tomorrow? And don't even know whether tomorrow going to make it here. 
somebody. We don't know what God got in store. You know when you said what I'm going to do, that means that you excluded what God wants you to do. You doing what you want to do. Huh? Now this man done, 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 done got full of whatever it was, the fruits of his labor. To the point to where his bond had got too small. But what happened to you distributing to those that was at need because you had plenty? What happened to your neighbors regardless of whether they thought like you thought or looked like you looked or smelled like you smelled? What happened to you helping them because you had more than enough? So you decided, in order, in, in, in other words, you decided you're going to tear down what you had, and I'm going to build me a bigger one. Why? Because I am stingy. I'm selfish. I'm thinking about me, myself, and I. So I build a bigger bone. And then I look out, now I'm paraphrasing, then I look at my neighbors and I say, now look at me now. That's the attitude that is being portrayed. Look at how much I got now. Now I'm going to sit on my front porch, get me a jug of lemonade, and I'm going to sip on lemonade while you do it out. And I'm going to rock all day, me and my soul. So what we going to do now? Come on, somebody. And God said, I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to die today. Because now your soul is required. All the work you've done, everything that you have accomplished, now all of that was like vapor. It didn't amount to nothing. In the presence of God. See, we got to understand that we're talking about being in the presence of the one that saved us. Being satisfying the one that saved us. Am I in the right house? So, you fail to lay up treasures in heaven. And being rich toward God. Because you were being too busy being rich in your own world. In your own circle. Come on, somebody. In all in, in what in, in your own doing. Whew. My God. God gonna get us. He gonna get us before we leave here. Amen. God will fix it to where everybody will run into a need day. That you'll need somebody. Come on, somebody. Wow. Think about the rich man and the poor man that sit at his gate. That was called Lazarus. 
Jesus mentioned the man Lazarus by name, but the rich man wasn't even worth mentioning. And he sit at the rich man gate begging for food, and the rich man gave him nothing, gave him no medication, gave him nothing to provide for his health. And God had to send a dog to come and clean his wounds. The dog had to lick the man's wounds to keep him from getting infected. Not only did the poor man die, but the rich man died too. Don't you think you here forever? Don't think that you ain't got a day. And the scripture said that Lazarus went to the bosom of Abraham. Come on, somebody. Why did they say Abraham? Because the Bible said that Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. That all the families was going to be named after Abraham. So he went to Father Abraham, which was a representation of God. The rich man, the one that had it all. Riding high, bling blinging. Come on, somebody. Eating ribeyes every week. Eating steak and barbecue and uh, filet mignon. Ringing the ringing bells, getting the serving to come and serve him. Huh? He was rich, he had all of that stuff. Come on now. But the Bible said he lifted up his eyes out of hell. Ain't that something? Now look what he did to the poor man. And he turned around and God allowed him. To see the poor man in the bosom of Abraham. And said, Lord, will you allow Lazarus to come and dip his finger in some water and cool my scorching tongue? Now, you know what? It's bad when, you, when it's so bad that you don't ask for a glass. Lord, can I have a glass of water? Hmm. But it was so bad that he was willing to ask God just for a wet finger. A wet finger to cool his scorching tongue. No, can't do that. Because there's a great gulf between you and Lazarus. Lazarus can't see you, but you can see Lazarus. Because I made it sure that you saw what you did. Wow. I made it sure that you was able to see who you mistreated. Woo. That's some heavy stuff. Amen. Then he said, well, Lord, if you ain't going to let him cool my tongue, James, if he can't just come and give me a, just a dip of water, I got five other brothers that's still living. Please, will you send Lazarus back and let him tell them, do 
not come to this place. God told him, no, can't do that. If they won't listen to the living, how in the world are they going to hear the dead? Huh? All you spirit listening folks. <laughs> All you folks that hearing mama and daddy coming back talking to you. Auntie came back and told me this and told me that. Huh? Okay, auntie. Better tell that spirit of the devil to get away out of your face. Because God ain't sending nobody back to talk to you. If you didn't hear the Holy Ghost, you ain't sure ain't hearing the dead. If you can't hear the spirit of the living God, how are you hearing a dead spirit? Amen. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6 right quick. Am I still in the right house? Because if I ain't, I'm going to go next door. Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 21. Are we there? Let's read them, please. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the times to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, Avoid fame and vain babbling and assigns falsely so-called, which some professors have error concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Huh? I charge thee. Ain't that what he said? Huh? Let me go somewhere else. As the, as the rich in this present world is instructing them not to be conceited and arrogant. Huh? Not to set their hope on uncertainty or riches, but on God. Oh, Jane, you know, back in our day, when they was making plenty of their street money, you know, if you wasn't riding good and looking good, you couldn't associate with them. We had to get at the other end of the bar. You remember them days, don't you? We couldn't be at the end of the bar where all the big boys was. Huh? Those that were really flipping dollars, showing up their 20s. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Huh? I had one that, I know one that put all his money on the bond, put 200 on the bond, said, tell me when all, the, when, when it run out. Tell girls, let me know when all, when, when, when that money run out. Oh, you the big dog. Come on, somebody. Huh? 
I'd have went, if I'd have been in that place, I'd have went right behind him and picked it up. Amen. But that is the mindset that we had. And guess what? That mindset don't have no place with us today. That mindset don't have no place with the children of the living God. That mindset belongs to the world. We got to stop practicing what belongs to the world and start practicing what belongs to God. Come on now. You got to set your hope on God and not on uncertainty riches. Because guess what? Whatever you need, God can provide. Huh. Whatever God's children need, he is the provider. Come on, somebody. So guess what? Watch how you set yourself up for failure. Amen. Guard and keep safe the deposit of God's truth and entrusted in you and turn away from the worldly and godless chatter which is profane or profane and empty words that carry no power. Amen. You know, you know what I found out, Jane? I done found out that don't make no difference how much money you got. When you get home behind closed doors and pull off your clothes, you just as naked as the next person. And your body might be looking worse than the next person. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You, you, you just undoctored it up. Come on, somebody. But God see all your flaws and fallacies. Come on, somebody. So watch how you put yourself up above the creation of God. God is going to get you. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's going to get us. Amen. Jane tough, ain't it? I ain't talking about that Jane. I'm talking about the book of Jane. I'm talking about the book of Jane. Not Jane. Not, 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 not deep. Huh? Deep mild. Deep is mild, but James in the book is tough. Let's go to James chapter 2, verses, read verses 10 through 13. The problem, the problem that the church is having is because God don't say nothing right now, we take it as though it's okay. Amen. But what we really need to focus on, the fact that God is a loving and kind God 
that he has gives us mercy and grace from day to day. And that is to keep you here till you can get it straight. And we fail to take advantage of the time that God has given us to get it straight. Because guess what? One day there's coming a day that all the grace and mercy is going to be extracted from this world. Mm. And it ain't going to be a pleasant thing. So he sent these apostles with their epistles to bring us a letter to get our mindset straight so that we can get up out of here. Amen. No, not all the time it's pretty. And God didn't plan on it to be pretty. If God had to give you everything pretty, you ain't going to never make it up out of here. Come on. He is one thing about God that I found out. If anybody know how to get some tough love, God know how to get some tough love. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let's read verses 10 through 13. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up that. Let me get back to reading with y'all because y'all reading raggedy. Let's start all over with verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For ye shall have judgment without mercy. Uh, somebody said judgment without mercy. That has shown no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. Those that show no mercy will get no mercy. This is what James wants to stick in your mind. If you can't show people mercy when it come down to your time, don't be looking for no mercy from God. Oh, wow, James. You hurting us. Huh? Whosoever keep the whole law but stumble in one point, become guilty of breaking all the law. So guess what? You just can't be satisfied on what you don't do. Huh? You can't be satisfied on, because I don't do what Emma do. But there's something that I do that Emma don't do that God going to get me to. Oh, y'all didn't hear that then. A lot of folks like to point at other folks' sin to keep theirs hid. Ah, oh, if I can just keep y'all focused on Coco. Because she's taller than I am, see? So if I can keep y'all looking at Coco, y'all never see what I'm doing. Huh? Peekaboo, but God see you. 
Huh? My God. And like the bishop said, peekaboo, I see you, and God do too. Amen. So, watch how you use the law against others, and you have infractions hiding in your closet. The same God that said do not commit adultery is the same God that said do not kill. Any infraction of the law means you're guilty of all the law. That's why man can't be saved by the law because he can't keep it. Come on now. <clears throat> you keep one area, you are offensive to God in another area. Now you see why you need Jesus. Now you see why you need grace and mercy. Now you see why you need to be saved by faith. Because your law keeping is already broke. If I look, if you look at, no, I ain't no, not I. If you look at your own law, you will find your own law broken in a thousand different pieces. Ain't none of it straight. <laughs> now you see why we need God to say guilty but acquitted. Guilty but mercy found you. Wow. You was guilty but you were rich in faith. If you ain't got no faith, if you ain't rich in faith, guess what? Baby, you ain't going to make it. Am I in the right house? You may say, I'm not as bad as the other person. But with God, sin is sin. Come on now. You might not have shot nobody with no pistol, but you sure shoot them with your mouth. Amen. You'll put your tongue on one in a minute. Come on. In God's sight, killing is killing. You kill a person's spirit. You kill a person's soul. Amen. Sin is sin. Or whatever kind it is. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No, not one. So you ain't got no business putting no confidence in your stinking flesh. Because there ain't nothing right in it. Come on, somebody. Hey, Amen. Because guess what? Even in your walk with God, if anybody gets you mad enough and you got a knife in your hand, you about ready to put it to their throat. Oh, they Coco. Be ready to take them out. <laughs> Amen. And heaven forbid if you one of them pistol toting mamas. Because once you pull that trigger, you can't call that bullet back. And there you go. Soon as it hit them and they fall down, I didn't mean it. Huh? Too late. You let anger got the best of you. 
You let your flesh overrule what God told you do not. Amen. We are only justified by faith in Jesus Christ. And if you think that the, the analysis was wrong, all you have to do is go back to when Jesus was with his disciples and the Roman soldiers came to get him. And, and, and the first thing Peter did was took the Roman soldier's sword and cut his ear off. We ain't talking about the apostles that were walking with Jesus Christ. Took the sword, cut the man ear off. With your saved self. Huh? Thanks be to God, Jesus picked the man here up and put it back on. Whoops! And you having a problem believing that he's God? He picked the man here up off the ground and put the man here back up on his head without even using a needle or a thread in his sutures. He didn't do anything. He didn't even put the man on a, in a, a, a anesthesia. Put the man here back on. And you got a problem with believing that he's God. Whoa. Amen. With your say self. You'll cut somebody off in a minute. Come on now. You know how I know that? Let somebody on the highway cut in front of you. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna say how many words y'all use, cause I don't be in the car, so don't, don't, don't tell me what you don't use, cause I know it's some words come out. And guess what? You be in a rage. Woo! Cause I'd have had something to cut me off, and I wish I had a dump truck with a front load on. I said I'd pick them up and throw them behind me. But that ain't gonna make it right. Come on, somebody. They could have been just a bad driver. <laughs> could have been half blind. <laughs> Mirror might not have been set right. <laughs> we don't know the circumstances. All we know is they cut me off. And what did they do that for? Amen. I talked to a friend of mine. Over in Tennessee, on the freeway, it had to been on, I don't know if it was on 240 in Memphis or what, but they were racing on the freeway, and they, they almost, one of the cars almost ran one man off the road, and he blowed his horn, the man slowed down till he caught back up and shot him in the chest. So you never know what you would do Till circumstances come up. Amen. You got to stay up under the blood. Come on, somebody. You have to fix it where you keep yourself under the word of God. Because any given time, old James will jump up, old Larry will jump up. Come on now. I don't know what Rob was doing back during that time, but old Rob would jump up. Woo, and please, God help us if, I, if, if, if my old daughters jump up. Because them was some fighting women. <laughs> Come on now. 
We had one jumping across a cafeteria tables. Oh, you looking at me like that? Wait a minute. <laughs> Come on now. And Jane, they didn't fight like women, they fought like men. <laughs> so don't never say what won't come back up in you. Ain't that right, Marsha Hubbard? Come on now. I have to work on keeping her out of her food soup. It's rough. And not only that, as time progresses on, guess what? The evil atmosphere is getting thicker and thicker. And guess what? You're not exempt. You are even more target than anything. Am I still in the right house? So don't put yourself above the law. Go ahead, son. self-control because some people uh, they I wouldn't say not not gullible but uh, like the maturity uh, what's the, the word about the Bible used they are uh, very they're immature they're novice not folks a lot of folks when they first come into this walk with God they are deceived because they are made to believe that that everything just changed automatically. Uh, you're a new creature. Uh, you may be new, but you still got some old habits you got to work through. Yes, sir. Uh, and and, and uh, I've seen folks cry and I moan because they it didn't pan out like folks told them to be. Come to God and all your problems are going to be washed away. Come to God and you're going to be clean. Come to God and you just he's just going to take all your burdens. But they, didn't, they did not tell the truth on purpose. And so a lot of folks when they come to God, they think God didn't do the work. No, there's a process. It's a process. Something he takes immediately and something you have to struggle through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got that, Pastor? Let's go to Galatians chapter 3 right quick. Huh? 
Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 and 14. <clears throat> hmm. We're going to start at verse 7. I say at verse 8. But let's start reading that, please. Know ye therefore they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham, and the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which are be of faith are blessed with faith for Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is every one that continue not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evidence for the just shall live by faith. And if the law is not of faith, but then the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hanged on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, you can't get anything out of God without operating in faith. You are in a faith walk with God. If you try to live according to the law, you already a lawbreaker. Because you done already offended God in something. Come on now. Amen. Love the Lord thou God with all that heart. Huh, we already messed up right there. Because we sure give our heart to another one. We? With all our mind, we can't even keep a straight mind. Huh? With all our soul, we don't even think about our soul half the time. We just think about our flesh. And what our flesh want. We never give an account of how well our soul lives with God. Amen. So guess what? You have to allow God to do the work on you by faith in God. That God can justify you. Wow. Look at how God justified Abraham from the book of Genesis. And he's still speaking in the book of James. And Abraham is gone. Would they be still speaking to you? Would God still be speaking to you when you gone? Because you allowed him to justify you by faith. Hmm. Because you put your trust in him. When God told Abraham what to do, Abraham walked out on faith. He didn't see where he was going. He didn't see the land that he was going to. He just know that God promised him a land. You be talking about, oh, I can't see it. That look like, I can see them that road there. Here they go. That look like desert over there to me. I don't see no trees, no grass. 
and that's the promised land? Come on, somebody. Knowing that you can't see no further than in front of your nose. Because you didn't trust in God by faith. Run to Romans chapter 1 right quick, verse 19. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Amplifies what you were talking about. In Galatians, the second chapter, verse 16, know that knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we may be justified by the faith of, G of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Amen. None. No, not one. Because like he said, you can't keep the whole law because you're going to offend God in one or another. And he says, you offend him in one, you don't offend him in all. You become a lawbreaker. That's why, look here, that's why Jesus Christ had to come because we were lawbreakers of God's law. And somebody had to save us. Amen. Amen. So guess what? He had to become the curse in order to save you. He had to be hung on the tree in order to save us. He had to be the one that shed the blood to be order to redeem us from the curse of the law. Wow. But we don't see that. We don't give him his credence for what he done for us. Amen. Every time you, every time you think about what Jesus done, you ought to have a praise in your heart. Come on, somebody. You ought to have a shout in the camp. Amen. Even if you go back and look at where your people, where, where your people was and how God brought you from where they was up to the day's date where you are now, you ought to have a shout in the camp. When your folks had to work from sun up to sundown just to put some bread and some bologna on your table. Amen. Now you done got a little change and now you allow yours to tell you what they want to eat and what they don't want to eat. Back in the day, you ate what was on the table. Your belly made your backbone. Okay, you, 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 I hope you make it to tomorrow. <laughs> this is all you getting today. Amen. You, be, you, better, you better get you some foster care children sense. Them foster care children will tell Miss Bean any day, them noodles, Miss Bean, them noodles are good. Some more of them noodles. Amen. It wasn't the meat. They were, they were satisfied with getting the noodles. Amen. Now, you done got so that you want meatballs with all of yours. Huh? Better have some sauce on them. 
I know I'm in the right house. Where were we going? Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Let's read it, please. 16 through 19. 